Hello, everybody, and welcome to Somebody's Mama podcast. We're your hosts, Nicole and Kendra. What's up, you guys? As always, we're so excited to be here. We have so much to talk about today, so let's just jump right into it. Kendra, what have you been up to? How's your week going? Let us know. Um, so my weekend was good. Um, Friday, I did like a little Costco run with my mom, which was cool because I don't really go to Costco a lot. Like, I actually don't remember the last time I went before that because I always go to Sam's Club. It's closer to my house. It's just more convenient. So mm-hmm. I literally went up and down every aisle. My mom was like, what are you looking for? And I'm like, I just want to see what's here. <laughs> <laughs> because um, sometimes I come across like some of those uh, Costco finds or whatever pages on Instagram. They always have like cool new products. So I was like, oh, let me see what I can find. Because a lot of that stuff, though, is like only in other states. So I was literally going down every aisle. She's like, girl, come on. So that was fun. Um, We did that. And then Saturday, so earlier in the week, um, my husband is so funny. Like he just like, sometimes when he plans stuff, he'll just add it to the calendar. So earlier in the week, I think it was like Wednesday, he added, um, I had a hard day like last week. I don't remember which day it was, but I was just like, oh my God, it's (laughs) going on. (laughs) (laughs) and so the next day he added to the calendar like date day and I was like oh my gosh I'm so excited (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah he's really cute like that like he'll just add stuff to the calendar and so on Saturday um we got up got the kids dressed he took them to my mom's house and then uh we went on a little brunch date and we actually went like really far. Like there's this place I've been seeing on um, Instagram that I wanted to go to. It was hella far. Like oh I thought it was like, it was in Hollywood. And usually it takes us like maybe an hour or so to get to Hollywood. Right. But this place was like really basically Burbank. Oh. So it was like super far. But it was nice because, you know, it's like we're in a car, no kids. So we got to like talk, listen to our music, just like hang out and vibe. Nice. And uh, we got to the restaurant and the food was like really delicious. So I was like praying, like, I hope this food ain't nasty because if I can <laughs> man drive all the way out here. <laughs> and, got, and gas is so crazy. You're like, I better come all the way out here. Yeah, it gotta, be, it gotta be worth it. But the food was good. Um and it's like an R&B brunch. So they was playing really good music. And um, it was just really cool. And then we like went to the Beverly Center afterwards. And did we go anywhere else? How was the Beverly Center? Is this like, did it look like, were there a lot of stores in there or what? Um, it's still the basic like stores that are always there. It wasn't a lot of people in there, surprisingly. Um, I saw Angela E in there <laughs> from the Beverly oh, wow. Club. Yeah, her and her boyfriend. But it wasn't for it to be Oscars weekend, it wasn't a lot of people in there. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. It was it, it was Oscar weekend. Yeah, because usually if there's an award show or like an event or something, like it's usually pretty packed down there, but it was it wasn't bad at all. Um yeah, the stores, pretty much all the stores were there. We only went to like one side. Um and then um then we drove back home 
got home, got, came and got the kids and went back home. And then Sunday I went to church and then I had a little bestie date with my best friend after church. And then that's all she wrote. So it's a pretty cool weekend. I got out. How about you? How was yours? So this past week was one of my kids spring breaks. So we had, oh, sorry, I yawned. Um, so this past week was one of our kids, one of, was my son's spring break. Let me just go ahead and say it. And so um, my husband had to be in Las Vegas this past weekend for a bowling tournament. So we decided, well, we'll just go to Vegas early. So last week we all left to Vegas at like, okay, five in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. Our plan, like we talked on here, was the kids will go to sleep, right? Uh-huh. Girl. Not at 5 a.m. <laughs> when I tell you, they were so excited that the second I touched them to, to wake up, they just jolted out of the bed, went to the bathroom, got in the car, and was awake. All at 5 a.m. Of course, the they slept all night. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness they stayed awake all the way to vegas okay and so we got to like we couldn't believe that they stayed awake the whole time like did they really so we could was there traffic at that time no there's no traffic oh good good yeah so we got there super fast and we just really had so much fun um they really wanted to go to the m&m store because their friends had told them about it Mm-hmm. so we went to the m&m store um i'm making a whole little cute video thing i'll probably make it tonight mm-hmm. um we went to oh my husband wanted to go to benihana's so because it was in our hotel so we went to benihana's while we were there and uh i was kind of mad because it's really depends on your chef right mm-hmm. and my our chef was just okay and it was past bedtime and then my kids were like not entertained at all like okay okay <laughs> all right <laughs> I was like, huh I'm just laughing <laughs> oh yeah so there was that and we went bowling down there and then my husband ended up getting second in the tournament oh wow that's bomb yeah. Yeah, so uh, it's a money tournament, so he was really excited. So that's it. <laughs> yeah, so he was like, "I won!" I well, he didn't win. He's like, "I got second. So he was really excited, and so I'm so happy he got second too. Because you could you imagine like the next day leaving Vegas, and it's oh, like, oh. Oh, yeah, God. like oh, that's I got worse. <laughs> <laughs> like that would be really bad. But I'm putting a little video together of it. But it was a really good time. It was a really good time. They, they were like, this is our new home. We're staying in Vegas. And I'm like, no, we're not. Like, and you see all the like half naked girls that are trying to take the photos, like flamingo girls. Uh-huh. Like having to play around that, like, oh, uh, I don't know why her butt is out. She need to put some clothes on. <laughs> I'm in a bathing suit, but there's no pool. Well, she's on her way. <laughs> yeah it was just like but we uh, showed them the Bellagio thing and they Mm. were just like oh my goodness and they really had a good time I'm really surprised that we were able to navigate it because the rise still so little Mm -hmm. but 
you just make it it's not something I would have did with my first child like yeah if if it like I think it's because we have multiple but like if it was my first child there's no way I would take my first child to Vegas at almost one years old like there's no way but she's the third we got places to go and you just have to get creative yeah We've definitely done that, but well, we went to Vegas one time with Kendon, but it was like a family trip where like Brandon's whole family was there, but we stayed like at a resort off the strip. Yeah. But we decided to take one day to go to the mall. And then of course we didn't have a car to fit everyone. So we took the shuttle there, but on the way back, we had to take a party bus back. <laughs> oh, I remember that. I remember so we that. Was on a party bus with a stroller. Like it was <laughs> hilarious. But you know, it's funny that you say that because, you know, in my, I think in my husband's mind, he saw Vegas as when we would go as when we, before kids, Mm -hmm. but going to Vegas with kids is just a completely different, very different experience. And so I'm glad that I I understood the assignment that this was going to be a completely different trip. But my husband was like, I'm just going to, I'm one day he was like, I'm I'll be right up to the room. I'm just gonna like go check with the concierge. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, where is he okay? I ha- where did he go? And I'm like an hour later, two hours later. Where is he? What is going on? He down there rolling crack. Yeah, but when- <laughs> I was like, babe, he's like, I know. I'm so sorry. I'm so. I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, I don't care that you gamble, but just yeah. give me the heads up. Oh, right. And did you bring some money back? yeah yeah thankfully thankfully he did but it was funny because um the next day i'd be like okay you're gonna get caught up but Mm -hmm. that is so funny it was a good time though that's good yeah also we just wanted to mention really quickly um so if you guys listened to the episode last week, there was like a couple of glitches towards the end. Oh yeah, I um, forgot. About got that. a little bit of a bad connection. So our apologies for that. Hopefully that won't happen again today. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we should be good now. Right. Okay, so let's move on. Yes. Hot topics, right? Yes. We're going to just quickly touch on this Will Smith thing because technically it's fresh to us right now because we do the podcast ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll start with you, Kendra. What was your reaction to the Will Smith thing? Or like, what what was your take? Right. So if you were under a rock and you do not know what we're talking about. The Oscar- under a rock. <laughs> 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 Uh, last night were the oscars and chris rock made a bad joke about jada's head and will smith was not having it he punched him in the face cursing on live television it was just really ghetto like it was just a lot going on it was like very ghetto right and so like oh my gosh um so here's my thing on it so I know um, Jada has 
discussed her i believe she has an autoimmune disease and like yeah. alopecia right and she recently talked about it and she's decided to just embrace and shave her her head bald and she's you know talked about it be, so that people would not make jokes about it because it's a very sensitive subject for her so she d- decided to come out and actually speak about it before anyone else got the chance to do so so we're not quite sure if Chris Rock was aware of this, but someone made a good point today too, that the jokes that they say on like award shows and like that are pre-written. Right. So if the Oscars had to approve that, or I don't know if he was coming off the cuff or if they already approved what he was going to say, but if that was the case, then let's blame who's you know needs to be blamed but anyway yeah um it's interesting to see because when the joke was initially made it looked like will was gonna laugh it off but jada wasn't having it we could see her facial expression look like she was pissed so we're i assume that he saw her expression and she gave him a look and he felt like he needed to react um I feel like because of the setting, I don't think that he should react in that manner. I feel like, yeah, you know, I think it's great that he defended his wife, especially with something that's going on with the, you know, something like this that's going on with her as far as like her health and something that's very sensitive to her and um, heartbreaking for her already to have to deal with. And then to be made fun of on national television for it and the cameras panning to her and like, you know, it's very awkward and uncomfortable. So I could see why he felt the need to protect his wife and to like stand up for her because we don't know what conversations they have. Like he, he she could have told him recently, like, you don't have my back, like you don't stand up. Yeah. for me. And he felt like he had to do what he had to do. Right. Or. You know, we just don't know what has gone on behind the scenes that made him react in that way. Because I do feel like comedians make jokes is what they do, especially at award shows and things like that. And people roast, you know, they roast each other all the time. And um, so coming from that standpoint, I feel like he should not have like ran up on stage and punched him. I feel like it's embarrassing. Like, I don't know if I was in her shoes, I don't think I would have wanted my husband to do that. I don't know how she feels about it. But if I was in her shoes, I don't think, I think I would be more embarrassed by my husband actually doing that on live television mm-hmm. than, you know, him not. I feel like he could have said, watch your mouth, or he could have said something from his seat if he felt like he needed to do that much, or he yeah. could have gave him a look like it's not funny you know, his presence alone could have made a statement to him enough to where he knew he needed to cut that out. I feel like that could have been done over getting up and assaulting somebody. I just don't feel like that was, that's just my, my perspective. Which is obviously valid. Right. Um, so we're not going to stay on this real long. I got my own thoughts on this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to kick it as fast as I can. Okay. One really quick funny thing, I would for this is like the first time I ever watched the Oscars. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna watch it this year because like Will Packer was directing it. That's a really big deal. Mm-hmm. And the three women host. So I was like, this is a big deal. Like, I want to watch it, you know? Mm-hmm. 
we had just got back from our trip. Let's watch it. It was so crazy because when that whole incident happened and the TV went um, freezing, when it froze, like my husband never really watches TV. Mm-hmm. So he was just like, what's going on? What, it's freezing. I'm like, okay, <laughs> shows have only five second delays. And it was crazy because the five second delay, they had to do it twice. Like it was getting caught up because it was going so long, right? Oh, wow. And so he was just like, what's going on? It was funny because this morning when he woke up, he was like, did, did Will Smith really slap? When I get home, I'm sure he's going to be like, did Will Smith really slap? Like, he can't get over it. Like, he mentally cannot, like, put his brain together to be like, he really got on that. He can't, like, he's like, he, I understand why he did it, but he really did that. But right. and I feel like a lot of people feel that way. Like, I was shocked, time. too, because I, w- I had literally just got home and I walk up, the, I came out the bathroom, like, I was, like, getting undressed and I took a shower and all this stuff. And I come out the bathroom, my husband's like, babe oh my god (laughs) he's literally watching the clip and he had the clip with like the raw footage like yeah sound and everything and I was just like what happened he's like Will Smith just smacked it out of uh, (laughs) I'm like what where and then he showed it to me I'm like oh my god is that real like it's not a skit he's like no real Okay, so I'm going to quickly break this down because I have been following Will Smith the past couple of years a little too close, a little too closely, okay? (laughs) So I'm going to break this down as quick as fast as I can. So because this is my theory on what happened, my conspiracy, I promise I won't make it long, okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, um, Will Smith and Jada both have childhood traumas, Mm -hmm. okay? Jada's childhood trauma deals um, with her parents. I don't think her dad was around a lot and her mom's alcoholic, okay? There's mm-hmm. a lot of protection and like things of her childhood insecurities and stuff that she has. Mm-hmm. Will Smith's childhood trauma, he saw his mom experience domestic violence. And as a child, he, at the worst situation that his mom had, um, he felt like a coward for not protecting his mom, even though he was like 11 years old or something. Right? Uh, mm-hmm. So he felt like, so this, his, so the Will Smith that we know is not the Will Smith that he actually is. It's the character that he created at 12 years old to deal with the conflicting feeling of feeling like a coward for not protecting his mom. Mm. So the past couple of years, he has had a, his main therapist and if you watch his documentary you will see his main therapist now an interesting thing about that documentary is he never says okay his he brings up who his main therapist is and she joins the situation with writing a book and she's there and she's represented it represented as his main therapist but mm-hmm. they never ever in the documentary say what her um specialty is mm. Now, my husband, when he were watching the documentary, happened to already knew who, know who she was. And her main specialty is actually narcissism. Wow. Now, narcissism is a very, very, very complex disorder. It's not something that um, a, lot of, a lot of people think that narcissism just stops and ends at being very... Um, uh, like into yourself, but it's way deeper than that. Very deep, very deep. 
Exactly. I've, I've so, been learning a lot about it over this past year. I feel like it's a buzzword this year. Yeah. Yeah, it gets deep. It's very deep. And there's four different types of narcissism. So she has been his main therapist for the past couple of years, and that is her specialty. Mm-hmm. So to think that his inner child in uh, something that he's had to work on is being a coward, one. Mm-hmm. Two, regretting t- the regretting not sticking up for his mom is something he's, his shame that he's dealt with for decades. Right. Three, one of the biggest regrets in his life is not um, being the husband that he felt he should have been to his first wife. Mm. Four, he's done everything in his power to make his relationship work with Jada. He has been willing to have an open relationship. He's been willing to have this, this, um, he's been willing to have an open relationship. He's been willing to have her as a life, life partnership. He's been willing to give her space to date other people. If that's what makes her happy, he's Mm -hmm. been willing to do whatever it takes to try and have a happy relationship with Jada. And if you listen to his YouTube, he he shares these tidbits here and there, right? Mm -hmm. So recently, after going through this whole traumatic thing with the uh, August thing of the whole world bashing him for taking back Jada and all that drama that he went to and still sticking by her side, he's gone through a lot in these past couple of years, right? Mm -hmm. And under all that, we really don't know Will Smith because at the young age he decided to create this persona over himself in order to protect himself from his childhood trauma right yeah so on top of that knowing that his therapist works a specialty is narcissism what i think actually happened is he had something that's called narcissistic rage Mm. and if you look it up it's basically again this is just my theory he hasn't said this or that but you know what it makes a whole lot of sense because if you look at his expression after he did it it was very weird yeah it was out body right yeah he had like a snark look on his face like yeah I did that but then kind of like I don't know it was just very confusing like facial expression yes so if you think about it if you've put decades of work into this relationship been willing to go through hell and high water, you're, they look like they're finally at a place where he feels like he's a protector of her. Yeah. There's a lovingness. I mean, we don't know the relationship at the end of the day, but they look like there's a genuine, like he's wrote this book. Like he, he yeah. it just feels like they have found their balance. And this was his perfect opportunity to display a public show of protection for her or like to show the world like I got her back or whatever like right and so also with that dealing with a trigger because I definitely do feel like he was like okay he's playing he's in the role of playing the role of Will Smith so he was if you see his face he was just like you said he was willing to laugh it off but once he looked to her and he saw Cause we don't know, like, you know, somebody had brought up the Chadwick situation that people were making fun of how skinny he was, but he was dealing with so much at the time. Right. Right. And so I think she's been open with a lot of stuff to the public, but he knows the real, yeah, he knows the real. And at the end of the day, like you said, it's an autoimmune thing, disease. So it can go to other organs of your body. Yeah. So we don't really know what she's going through. And he- Her face. He saw her face and he reacted. Yep. 
because it was a split decision. It was a split, yeah. a split second because it went from uh, that ain't funny, but I'm just, you know, I'm a safe face to seeing her face and he was already up on stage. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I told Josh, I was like, think about if we had worked on our marriage for 20 years and in the public and somebody then said something, then you have to go back home with me and say, I, I, I just felt so hurt and disrespected in that moment and nobody stood up for me and yeah. I just felt like everybody in the room all our peers laughed at me and I'm yeah. still dealing with this and nobody knows this and yeah. you laugh too it's on the video you laugh yeah. too yeah he'd have to now go home and fix that when he has the opportunity to protect but he should not like like I agree with you he shouldn't have hit the man I think he should have sat in his chair and said he should have gave that face where you don't smile. You know the cameras are on you. You know you're about to win this Oscar. Even that last statement he said, keep my wife's name out your effing mouth. He could have just said that. Like, you know, that would have still been a shock value. Still, I feel like make her feel validated or whatever, you know. Because like you said, I definitely feel like there ha has been some moments where maybe he didn't stand up for her the way that she wanted him to yeah. there was some type of discussion there where he knew he had to physically do something to yeah. make her feel better yeah and wow. I think him crying at that stand when he accepted the award he said I wasn't crying about the award mm -hmm. is that inner conflict of his own self between mm -hmm. the Will Smith he created and the, the child Will Smith that feels like a coward and then being up the, trying to accept the oscar that the will smith created right and you're supposed to stand up there and be the will smith that everybody wants you to be and in the moment you the the, the will smith that you created feels embarrassed mm -hmm. by the coward will smith that you feel on the inside that's what i think with yeah. the emotional and then it's like you have to think too like well dang i just basically ruined this moment by my antics yeah right before I'm about to receive the greatest achievement I've been looking for like yeah, my whole life my <laughs> whole career and now it's gonna be in tandem with you know this tantrum not tantrum but you know this yeah impulse decision is gonna always be right there together and yeah. it's like I could have this glorious moment for me, for, for my castmates, for the Williams family, like that whole moment is tainted by my actions. And I have to take that responsibility. And what's crazy about that is now you're going to have to think about Jada goes home and realize Will's willing to do anything for Jada to make her feel protected because she's probably because that's obvious been an obvious conversation in the relationship if you watch red talk and all that stuff yeah he was willing to do whatever he could and he tainted his own career to do so mm -hmm. i would feel a certain level of guilt yeah because this was posted this is something he worked so hard yeah. you know it his career meant a lot means a lot to him right absolutely and you somehow got in the way of his biggest life achievement within his career. Right. It's deep. Oh. It's a lot. But you know what? It was also it was a lot going on at the Oscars. Like 
in general, like Tiffany had a show yeah. on the carpet going in on that lady on ET. It's like costume, which I'm like, it could have been shade. But also, I feel like people say that term, like, oh, you did a little, but I wouldn't say costume. I would say wardrobe, not costume. So the lady yeah. was on shade. But Tiffany Haddish got her all the way together. And she, but you know what? Go ahead. I would say she, she didn't see it coming. I feel like she was a little confused at first. She was like, uh, oops. <laughs> no, she definitely was confused at first, but I loved that she said, she said, um, I died. She was like, I just died at Sundays, blah, 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 blah. Like she says it in there. Like yeah. once Tiffany read her, she was like, I just died at March 24th or something like that yeah whatever the date was the Oscars and yeah. then um all of the people after that had to like segue like I forgot <laughs> what the comedian's name was the, the, yeah. the lady you know people just had to come up with witty little things to say and then uh Samuel Jackson dab him up basically <laughs> like I'm like what is happening like my mom said Venus Williams had a nip slip I didn't see that part yeah <laughs> I was like oh gosh me. what is happening but my it's favorite like, go ahead I feel so bad because Will Packer he really put on an amazing show and yeah. There was just things that went a little left, but I really hope they bring him back because it was so smooth. It was so entertaining. The hosts were so good. Mm-hmm. Like the hosts were so good. Yeah. the I have I didn't watch the full thing, but the clips that I saw were like really good. Uh, everybody looked great. Like it seemed like it was a good vibe in there until, you know, <laughs> until things were well, performance was amazing I just thought that was just like uh, I got the chills I've watched the video like five times um just seeing the girls walking through the city of Compton I knew it was Compton as soon as the the screen opened you could tell by the houses and just on the horse and Compton is known for um horseback riding have the black cowboys there like it's just so much culture there and then for them to be on a, a built um tennis court and for her daughter to be a part of it the beads in the hair the I mean it was just everything like the song the lyrics everything so that was definitely my favorite part of last night um so yeah I was kind of sad it kind of got overshadowed because of all the, the drama but yeah it was beautiful yeah, it was it was sad that it got overshadowed, but that but that performance was beautiful. And you know, I one of my favorite memes was like, uh, "This is why Beyonce don't go nowhere." Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there's one of her looking back. Jay Z's face said it all, and she yeah. looked back smiling. And they said she here for the mess. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a good one. Oh my! Lupita did it for me though. Lupita's face. Who? Uh, oh that. yeah, she did better than me though, because I would have been like, like <laughs> <laughs> she still kept her composure. Like her face kind of was like, Ooh. but I feel like she did good because I would have fell out. Yeah, yeah. I would have fell out, and uh, like, did he trying to cover everything up? Right. He's trying to cover. We're going to get together and it's going to be love or whatever he was talking about. I was like, you just trying to promote your party, your after party, okay? Right, and his new um, sprinters. Yeah, but because I saw that I saw that Chris Rock left right after and he just was like shaking and Durant, like just like 
what just happened like and he, he did left. good though i have to say he kept it yeah. very professional because he kept it moving he he wanted to retaliate but he was like never mind let me not you know um josh was telling me my husband was telling me that um chris has non-verbal communication disorder oh yeah. that he's like has a I guess it's a, like a lack of empathy, mm-hmm. but um, I know earlier you talked about the writer. It was confirmed that, well, I mean, that's what they're saying is that Chris Rock did not write that, that like you said, mm-hmm. there was a, a writer for it, that they did confirm that. I said, I think that Chris, I don't feel like Chris knew. I don't because, think Yeah, because a lot of celebrities are in their own world. They're not following yeah. the entertainment and also like, for what's her, for for um Jada, you mm-hmm. can't expect everybody to know what's going on with you. Right, exactly. There's a lot of people in the world that would have not known because she put it on. I feel like I think she put it on her Instagram. I yeah. saw it because it was on the shade room, but everybody yeah. don't. Everybody's not scrolling Instagram. A lot of celebrities post and keep moving. They don't even post their own stuff, so right. you can't expect for everybody to know that. Um, but yeah. It was a lot going on, but yeah, that's our take on it. We're going to keep yeah. it moving <laughs> into yeah. our mama moments. Do you have a mama moment this week? So my mama moment is, like we've talked about before, traveling with kids is no joke. And this past week, traveling with my kids was no joke. <laughs> and my mama moment is basically, um, we I received so many compliments on my kids while in Vegas like so many people were just like wow you have really well-behaved kids like I got it at least three four times mm-hmm. um some of the people were drunk um you know but listen it's the it's the you know it, it right. still counts it right. still counts drunk people tell the truth <laughs> Okay, exactly. In the elevator, you know, you go into the room, they're just like, wow, you kids are <laughs> well behaved. <laughs> oh, but there was a couple sober ones. Don't worry, there was a couple sober ones, but there was definitely a couple of drunk ones. Um, and, yeah. but uh, yeah, so that was my mom moment. It's always good to hear when somebody compliments, compliments you on your kids, you know? Yeah. It's like getting an A plus on a test. And then and then they go back to your room and act a fool. Okay. Right. Period. Always. <laughs> but yeah. What about you? Okay. So um this week just started spring break. Today's Monday. It started spring break for us. And so, you know, we try to do fun things, but unfortunately it's like raining today. It was raining today. So um Kenny wanted to go for a walk. That didn't happen because he made a map and he wanted us to go on this treasure hunt. So we did it inside. Um, and then I'm like, come on, let's watch a movie because I've been trying to finish Encanto. Like we watch, I, I started watching it and he's like, what is this? I don't want to watch this. And he turned it off. So I've been trying to finish watching it forever. So I'm like, let mommy pick the movie. Let's just get under the blanket. Let's just watch the movie. It's rainy day schedule. Come on so he's like okay and so at first he's like I don't want to watch this mom he's not a Disney movie kid like he's not into all the singing and things like that 
So we start watching it. He's asking me a million questions. Why is she doing that? What is this? <laughs> I want magic. Like, you know, and so I'm like, okay, let's just watch it. Like, just, you know, be quiet. <laughs> and so they start singing. He's like, oh no. <laughs> oh no. Are they going to sing the whole time? Ugh. And I'm like, really? Like, <laughs> just enjoy it that's hilarious oh he was so annoyed but he stayed he watched it with me for a while I paused it to go change rice and diaper and I came back and he turned it off so I still haven't finished the movie so I guess I'm gonna have to watch it when he goes to bed because I'm really enjoying it like I've yeah. seen like you know bits and pieces of it but I'm almost done with it but yeah I'm like this kid like what kid doesn't like Disney movies like who are you you know what I will say that um I feel like the I I feel like it'll get better with age because like I feel like when my son was a lot younger he didn't care so much for Disney movies but mm-hmm. over the past year or so he's really gotten into it but my husband also is a big movie person mm-hmm. so he was kind of like forced to like we're gonna sit down and watch this movie. right my husband does the same thing with him. He makes him like he made him watch Sandlot, but he really likes Sandlot now. My husband is like he has to watch the classics. Like he has <laughs> yeah. to watch the classics. So um, yeah, he does the same thing too. Though he doesn't give him a choice. He's like, Let, we're watching this movie because he ends always ends up liking it. But he the Disney movies, he be like, it's too much singing. I don't need all them singing, all them songs, and let's just get to the movie. What's happening in the movie? So yeah oh you know he just killed my little disney disney dreams but it's all good i got boys so you know but it'll i think with time and then you find the right one and and it is also like just forcing them to stick it through because um we had to do that with because they get they always i feel like all the disney movies start out slow so you're like trying to keep them you know and the storylines sometimes are a bit complex like yeah. I'm like this is deep like this is yeah. good like like wow like she feels isolated and like she she feels you know like I'm really like this is a good movie <laughs> yeah no and the end of Encanto of course I'm not going to give it away yeah it's just so good like it's yeah. worth when he goes to sleep to sit there and watch it oh, by yourself I'm finishing it tonight I'm gonna finish yeah. it tonight because I was just like I was really like in the meat of it um but yeah that's my mama moment yeah <laughs> all right so let's move on into today's topic because we spent a whole lot of time talking about the oscars but it, we we need to get that out like we had to get that out <laughs> yeah i feel like everybody's just like just has to get it out like right so today we're going to be touching on a topic of how to enjoy the journey of motherhood i feel like a lot of times um we hear about moms saying how hard motherhood is and like you know being burnt out and like not necessarily complaining but speaking the truth because it is difficult um you know that we do feel burnt out we're tired because it's a lot of work um but there's all there's always just as much joy as there is with the difficulty and the challenging parts of motherhood. But today we want to kind of talk about ways that you can help improve the quality of your motherhood journey 
and so that you can really enjoy it to the fullest capacity and just kind of like use tools. I feel like in this podcast, we're always giving out little nuggets and tools and gems talking about self-care and, you know, how to navigate through motherhood and tips and tricks that we can do to help make life easier for you guys. So this, this isn't going to be any different. We're just going to um, share some more and dive into it. Yes, yes, definitely. Because I feel like even though motherhood is tough, if you are able to pinpoint your joy within motherhood, Mm -hmm. it just allows you to enjoy the journey and like be able to enjoy it, it. It's like, it's like, when you know you're having a bad day, but you know, okay, that's just one bad part of my day. The rest of the day, like there's still the rest of the day. It can still be a good day, even though this one bad thing happened today, you know? Just changing your perspective. Like if you're constantly saying how hard it is and like complaining or whatever, then that's how your mood is going to be. Like you have to shift your mindset if you want it to be positive. You have to think about it in a positive manner if you want it to be positive yeah and I think it's the big picture right right like it's just the big picture of it all realizing there's a bigger picture so even on your days that you're tired or even on the days that feel long or for me when your whole house gets destroyed um <laughs> you realize the bigger picture of it all and um uh, something that allows me to enjoy the journeyhood of motherhood really, really is just seeing the milestones, like something that just brings me joy within motherhood is just each milestone. It's just like, wow, you're developing, your brain is moving and you're starting to put these pieces of life together and seeing them put pieces of life together in real time makes me realize in my own life that the pieces that are coming together Mm -hmm. are the same way as a child, but a child is just not as complex. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that seeing their milestones is really something that helps me enjoy the journey. What what about you? Um, I would say the same thing. enjoying those important moments with my children so that's basically milestone just being able to be there um to witness those milestones with me being a stay-at-home mom like I rarely miss anything so just being able to have that time enjoy those moments make those memories like build those memories um I feel like really brings me joy and makes the motherhood journey enjoyable. Like it's so crazy how you can switch. Like your kid can like completely destroy your walls, but (laughs) then they say a new word and then you forget all about it. And it's like, oh my gosh, like, you know, like to me, that's the joys of motherhood. Like having that balance of like, yeah, it's challenging, but like really implanting those memories in those special yeah. moments um, that really hold and push you through that's why I take a lot of pictures and videos because I can always like my phone always reminds me of those memories and those moments I get pop-ups all the time for my google um, photos 
And so just building those memories are like everything. Like that's, that's the joy of motherhood to me. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think also too, um, my big thing is creating the space for you to be able to enjoy motherhood. And so for me, I really took taken a step back and wanted to be able to put myself in a place to be able to enjoy motherhood. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was, okay, I'm going to move back. Like on the previous podcast, I'm going to push back work a little. I'm going to, you know, I used to work to like two, four in the morning, easily two, three times a week. And now the max I would do was midnight because I want to be able to make sure I get seven hours minimum of sleep so that I will have the patience to be there for them. Because I feel like sometimes when we don't take care of ourselves or give ourselves the minimum, at least like there's, there's like a minimum of what you need. And then I feel like sometimes a motherhood will go below that. Mm -hmm. And for me, knowing what you need to be able to be patient with your child, because I feel like a lot of people express how when they were kids, their parents would kind of snap on, snap on them and stuff like that. And for me, the way I talk to my child is teach is, I want to be the example of how people should talk to you and how mm -hmm. people should treat you. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I really make sure that I get the sleep that I need to have the patience to, to, to talk to them and talk them through difficult times. Cause I feel like as toddlers, they go through these different, like, especially with my daughter right now, so just going through these big emotions of, you know, how come, you know, my brother doesn't want to play with me or, oh, he is playing with me today. And having to that, make sure to take that time where I'm really with her and with my son and talk them through the different things that they're emotionally going through mm -hmm. so that as an adult, they will be able to have, you know, just the, um, the emotional intelligence, you know? Right. right. Absolutely. Um, I think something for me too is, just making sure that I am in a good space mentally. Um, I feel like it's super important to be able to enjoy motherhood because not only are you a mother, a wife, um, you know, working or whatever, um, whatever else you have going on, you have to deal with yourself right. and the mental capacity that you have and whatever insecurities that you have or, um, you know, building your own dreams and things like that. So just making sure that, that I'm also taking care of myself mentally and that I'm in a healthy space mentally ultimately helps me to improve as a mother. Yeah. Um, because it's kind of like the concept of like happy wife, happy life. It's like happy mommy, happy kids. Like yeah. if you're miserable and you're just have negative mindset and you're just, dealing with so much mentally like how can you be present for your kids like how can you be aware of their emotions when you're not aware of yours like you can't yeah. pick up on certain signs and triggers and things in your children where you're not able to pick up with those things in yourself so I think in taking time to prioritize yourself and your own personal mental health and you know, just taking time for yourself. Like, I feel like what makes me, uh, helps make me a good, better mom is 
having that quality time with myself outside of my kids, like yeah. being able to take time to myself, spend time with myself. And I'm not talking about running errands or because when I first became a mom, I used to say going to the store was, was like self-care or anything without my kids was self-care. And that's not really true because right, right. you know, taking care of things for the family and you're not having that quiet time with yourself. You're actually still working. So um, just really taking the time to see what that looks like for you and really taking care of yourself and really making time for self-care and not just like doing the bare minimum, but actually setting aside time to do something that you enjoy without your children. Yeah. Because if your children are present, you're still tending to them. So you're not really getting that real time to yourself. Um, So I think it's super important to um, just make sure you're taking care of your mental and enjoy yourself. Enjoy free time. If somebody offers you a day to yourself, take it. Like don't make up excuses for why you can't go or what you have to do or who's going to take care of the kids or they need me like, no, they need you to take care of you too. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So I think it's important um, that you, if you want to be able to enjoy your motherhood journey, you got to take care of yourself. Got to take care of yourself. Got to enjoy time alone. Um, just in, in doing the things that you want to do too. And something that I feel like um, I've been working on too is to enjoy motherhood more is communicating with my husband um, more about the kids and not thinking automatically I'm the one that has to do everything for the kids right absolutely and that has you know like um if I if if uh that's a bad example but just understanding like just communicating that with him and that was something even on our trip because he's technically down there for bowling he has to take time to practice and Mm -hmm. just communicating assistance what your needs are yeah what what my needs are or and not assuming that if he's in the room not assuming that um he is actively available to help Mm -hmm. because I feel like sometimes like especially in a in a wife husband situation especially when you work from home from one partner it can look like you're just on your phone playing and on social media Mm -hmm. and really you could be creating content um texting yeah you could really be working Mm -hmm. and so uh, something I've realized from working home especially both of us some days when we're both at home working or sometimes we're both at the office is when we have Araya with us the baby she's about to be one it's just not assuming that we're both available for her like okay we're both here or are you working or are you not working or you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying just yeah. setting that just doing that over communication because one you don't want to always assume that your spouse is working and taking on the whole load mm-hmm. and not even giving your spouse the opportunity to help 
Mm-hmm. And two, you don't want to feel like um, your spouse is expecting your spouse to help and they're not currently available to do so. So I don't know. It's like this weird balance. Yeah, like have a, like a plan of like action, but like communicating that. Because sometimes we do yeah. think we have, what is it, telepathy or whatever it's called. Yeah, or we and, just assume. Yeah, we assume that they would you know, know what needs to be done or know to pitch in here or that they're available, like you said. Um, and when you assume that they're available and then they, they don't make themselves available, it can create turmoil. Yeah. So, um, like you said, over-communicating is, is very important. Yeah, it really is because, um, I just think it goes a long way because, the, to be able to make motherhood more en- enjoyable. It's not, it's not, in, to, to be honest, it's not enjoyable to feel like everything is on your shoulders at the whole time. Like part of marriage, at least to me, is to feel the nature of the partnership that we're in this together. And I feel like sometimes people in marriages feel alone because they feel like they're taking care of the kids, they're cleaning the house, they're making sure the bills are paid, and they just feel like they're doing all that on their own while their partner is living a whole other, like like their partner has kids, but they don't help with anything with the kids. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes, believe it or not, sometimes your partner can assume because you do it all and don't ask for help that you want it that way right that this is the way you want it and you want to have control and they have a completely different especially men like they will have a completely different view of what your wants and needs are when it comes to the kids because if you're always doing everything you never ask for help they could feel like, okay, well, where do I fit in? And we like, get in where you fit in because you're bad. But <laughs> you, know, you have to communicate these things because they will assume, like I've heard men say that before, like, well, I just thought she didn't want no help because every time I try, she either redo it or tell me to get out the way. So I just stopped doing it. And right. from her perspective, it's like, well, why don't you ask me if, at least ask me if I need help or like do the things that you know need to be done. Like, you know, the diaper genie needs to be empty. Just do that. Like, you know, stuff like that. But um, I think it's important to just make sure that, like you said, communicate and ask for the help and accept the help. Right, exactly. Because sometimes we'll complain, complain, complain about we not getting no help or not even verbally complaining, but just having an attitude and like, being dismissive because you're not getting any help but then when somebody tries to help you and they don't do it the way you want them to do it we talked about this before yeah like let people help you accept you have to accept the help and um that can help improve your quality of life as a mom because you you can feel more free to do other things when you feel comfortable with someone else stepping in to help you but they can never learn unless you give them an opportunity to do so. Um, something I've been doing lately is because with three kids, you can just accept all the help you can get. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but my husband will do something that I wouldn't do it my way, but I understand that he's like trying to just like make the effort. Mm-hmm. I'll just kind of be like, I- I'll kind of be like, but he won't see me and I'm just kind of like walk away because I'm like if he sees me sit here and look at what he just did Uh with this face he's gonna be like what I'm trying to help and then 
once the kids go to bed and we're just having small talk, I'll be like, so, um, yeah, when you did the, when you did the this or that, like, you know, like, oh, like, why'd you do it that way? Or like, just kind of curious. So when you were doing that, what was you? And then the what their response is usually something really interesting. Like, well, I was thinking that when I saw you do it, well, you're like, well, I did it like that that one time because of this or that. Like, they just happened to see or something like it was just something like weird, you know, not weird, but just something Random. like, yeah. To the and, and then you're just like, no, no, I appreciate you, know, you doing it, but um, you know, uh, there's this, that, and the other, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Right, right. No, I have definitely done that before too. Like you telling yourself in your head, like, don't say nothing. Yeah. Fix your face, fix your face. And then later on you just casually bring it up, like, so I remember that one time. Can you can you walk me through? Um, I just want to make sure that I <laughs> and it's funny because you know, I feel like sometimes. Uh, it's hard because those things are I feel like learned with time you yeah. know yeah and there's nothing you like just like with anything you kind of have to go through some bumps and mm-hmm. and uh you have to kind of go through some bumps to learn it and have a partner that's willing to just work through it yeah and because uh, when you get to the other side you're able to kind of just laugh and and move forward like ooh, you know so I don't know it's just it's funny but I feel like creating uh having an enjoyable journey of motherhood is a choice because you could really choose to just wallow in it Mm -hmm. you know yep yeah that actually brings me to um the next section that we wanted to talk about, um, we came across some tips that were uh, mentioned to help increase your quality of life as a mother. And they're simple things that you can just implement into your daily, your daily activities, your daily thinking, your day, you know, your daily routine. Um, and we're just gonna go through those really quickly, but I would say taking in some of these things and not hearing it as too far-fetched or I can't do that or, you know, that'll take too much time or who thinks like that, whatever. You have to kind of get rid of that way of thinking and be open-minded to the fact that you can enjoy motherhood in every aspect of it and that you can move forward with a different perspective of looking at motherhood. I think a lot of us actually do talk about how much we enjoy it, but then we have those moments where we, you know, where we're having challenges and everybody has challenges as a mother. So just taking some of these things and implementing them. The first one is meditation and relaxation. And I know you're probably thinking, who got time for that? Take 10 minutes. (laughs) 10 minutes out of your day. You know what I like to do sometimes? Hmm. If I notice, like, I just been running, running, running throughout the day and I get home, you notice that that sweet spot of time where you get home, you pull into the garage, you look back and your kid is asleep. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't rush to get out the car. I'll sit there, enjoy the quiet, 
it depends on your kid. If your kid is the type of kid where as soon as the car stops, like they wake up, whatever. But for me, my son will be back there snoring. Yeah. (laughs) And so I will take the time because I know once I get in the house, I'm going to start doing X, Y, and Z and I'm going to keep it moving and I'm not going to have time. So if I don't have time in the morning just to take that time, I will literally sit in the car, take that time to read my devotional, sit in silence, pray, um, listen to something like just taking that sweet little precious 10 minutes will really improve um, the quality of life, your way of thinking and everything. Yeah, um, for sure. Uh, looking at the list that we have, there's something I actually do that's on the list mm-hmm. and that is laugh more. Mm-hmm. Um, crazy thing, when I have a tough day, like I'm just like whoa today was tough you know it really pushed me pushed me hard right I will literally go on Netflix and watch a stand-up comedian Mm -hmm. (laughs) and just to just sit there and just laugh because comedians will just say something so crazy that it just gets you out of your funk you know right right uh I recently watched the Pat I forgot her last name, but she's real crazy. Okay. And she's been through a whole lot in her life. And the way I just sat there and laughed at the craziness and foolishness and just mm-hmm. wildness. And it just like, okay, I'm fine. I can laugh. Yep. I Now let me go take a shower and go to bed. You know, like I <laughs> scroll TikTok because listen, TikTok be having me. I forgot what I was watching. Not even TikTok last night. Last night I was looking at um, I think it's Embrace Black Culture on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, they find the most ridiculous, hilarious videos. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I would literally be laying in the bed at night, cracking up, trying to be quiet and not wake my husband up. But I'd be literally about to burst in tears. Laughter is good for the soul. It releases endorphins. Like, yeah, highly recommend. And sometimes, you know, people is you're having a hard day. The last thing you want to do is force yourself to laugh or smile. But a tip that they had on there was try to smile for thirty seconds. You probably will laugh at yourself for even trying to do that when you're not feeling it. Yeah, but force yourself to smile for thirty seconds and you'll be surprised how it makes you feel. For sure. If you do it in the mirror, it will probably really make you laugh or it might make you cry. But I know, I feel like if I if I smile in the mirror when I'm upset, I'm gonna just start to cry. It <laughs> <Right>. will <laughs> <laughs> make you cry. That is very true. Um, another thing they have on there is think positive. And this is definitely something I have adopted. Um, I have really found joy in thinking positive so much that when someone is like, just like a negative Nancy, like, I just be like, I can't do it. Like, I don't want to, <laughs> I gotta go. Sorry. Like, <laughs> I just don't <laughs> like it because I feel like it's a, it's a good tool and it really works. Like how you see things really affects your mood and your attitude towards things like if you choose to see the positive and things it completely shifts your mind and shifts your perspective but if you decide to hone in on that one negative thing it could ruin your day 
Yeah. Like how you choose to look at something is going to affect how your mood moves forward. So thinking as, as something as simple as thinking positive can really just affect how you are as a mother as well, because, you know, um, it's all about how you see things. You can see it half full or half empty. It's just, this is all about how you see it. For sure. Um, the next one that we have on here is to pamper ourselves a little. Now, I have been failing in that category <laughs> <laughs> for a long time. I'm getting better mm-hmm. because I've started to learn that pampering yourself isn't always um, like textbook of it. Right. That everybody has a different way of pampering themselves and so uh it was cool because on here it says like anything that makes you feel good uh it could be a bath it could be doing a mask for the skin or your hair or you know laying on the sofa a coffee or tea while reading a book um spending time taking care of yourself inside and out is important and I found that it's okay to create your own version of what it looks like to pamper ourselves, Mm -hmm. but really do something that brings you joy with pampering yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, Like don't do something because it's supposed to make you feel pampered. Do something that really, you know, really makes you feel pampered, you Mm -hmm. know? And no matter if it's something small to other people or big to other people, it doesn't matter. It matters to how it makes you feel. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, matters- so, so I think sometimes we have these ideals of what's supposed to bring us joy or what's supposed to make us feel pampered. And if you can do 10 minutes of reading a book and that makes you feel pampered, then great. If going to the spa makes you feel pampered, then great. That it's really a person by person thing, you know? That's very true. Cause you can get caught up looking at what other people do to pamper themselves and be like, oh, I have to do this. I don't have enough money to do that. I don't, I don't have enough money to go to the spa or whatever. And it's like you can create your own environment at home. Like if that's what you want, if that is that pampering feeling of having someone do that for you, ask your husband, listen, I need you to be my masseuse today. (laughs) And this is how I need to be pampered. Go ahead and cut me some cucumber slices and, you know, or do it for yourself. No, no, Kendra, no. (laughs) What? That's how people get pregnant. Do not allow. Make sure your birth control is on lock (laughs) before you do not listen to me because (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay pampering uh massage hey, you, hey, you, you may need some romance in your life okay i'm just saying okay, that's yeah, pampering yeah, too, exactly, okay exactly. that is pampering, pampering too. too what does the definition say anything that makes you feel good if that's what you're missing and your mood is a little shaky because you're missing it do what you need to do okay Okay. Even <laughs> yeah, a PG, but I'm just saying. Okay. But pampering yourself is important. Like you can find something to do every day to pamper yourself too. Like when I do my skincare, I just be feeling like, yeah, that girl. Like it's glowing. It's feeling supple. You know, it gets better. 
the more intention you put into your skin, like it gets better every day. So it's like the same thing with us. Like the more intention we put into ourselves, the better we get, the more quality of life we receive. And then we're able to pour out into our children and it just improves their quality of life as well. Because when they see mommy is happy and mommy's in a good mood and playful and like wanting to do fun things with them like they're at their best as well like they get so excited so you know the more you can do that whatever you can do to help you get there is like important um the last thing we have is loving and accepting your body this is a big one I feel like especially for moms because your body completely changes especially after that second or third baby yeah Um, your body is just constantly changing, constantly shifting. And like you looking at old pictures, like, Ooh, I thought it was big back then, but Lord have mercy. You know, it's like, we're, <laughs> it's, so, <laughs> we're so hard on ourselves and yeah, for sure. we've created life multiple times, put our bodies through the ringer. Um, and it's just how it happens. It's a part of life, but I feel like the more you kind of accept where you are and just give yourself grace. Yeah. It, it helps you to feel better about yourself as well. Um, and you want to create an example for your children too. Like your kids see everything. So if you're always hard on yourself or you just eating a grape for dinner and your kids are like, mom, why aren't you eating? Like, you know, it's like, there's little things like that that you may not pay attention to that your kids are paying attention to. You want to show them what self-love looks like yeah. and it might take you a little journey to get there because you're not you can't just wake up tomorrow and be like I'm gonna love and accept my body like right. you know you have to take the steps to get get there take a little pressure off of yourself like if there's something about yourself that you want to improve don't obsess over it don't take it to the extreme take it one day at a time if you want to start making healthier choices just you know just just do it. Don't be like, I'm only eating this, this, this and obsessing over it and stressing you out. And you're becoming angry because you're hungry and you're just like this horrible person. It's not, it's not worth it. Yeah. I definitely feel like for moms, this is a really hard area. Mm -hmm. Um, loving and accepting your body. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like it's just this weird conflict because you know that your body did this amazing thing, right? Yeah. Like your body built your child's heart, your child's brain, your child's feet, you know, yeah. your child's bones, skin, like your body did so much. Yeah. And I think you don't really realize I feel like until you get older, just the level of, um, I don't want to say like the way the media or like social media praises women that snap back after having kids, you know? Right. And I feel like with motherhood, especially as a new mom, you have all these emotions that you didn't know that you were going to feel like you didn't know that you were going to have, you knew you were going to love your child, but you, there was no way to understand that you were going to love your child to this extreme level. And you had 
no idea that you would feel this level of protection over your child. Like you knew you would feel protection, but you didn't know you would feel this level of protection, right? And most moms, I feel like, want to just be the best mom they could be. And I feel like because there's just this heightened obsession with, oh, wow, she just had a baby and she looks, she just snapped right back or this and that. And as moms, we tend to put this high level of expectations of being an amazing mom. And I feel like people oftentimes put the snapback of of their body into the category of being an amazing mom. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And so we are sometimes as moms subconsciously like, you know, snapping back or being fit is part of the mold of being this great mother, but your kids don't see that. Your kids just see you Mm -hmm. and they look up to you and they love you and they care about you. Mm -hmm. But with the way of the world, it can sometimes be really confusing. And I think it's important to just, when they say love and accept your body, I think it should be love and accept your body to how you feel or how you feel best for yourself, you know, like Mm -hmm. if you want to lose weight, great. If you want to gain weight, great. If you want to have more muscle, great. Mm -hmm. I think it really also comes down to just, you know, like you said, being that example and Mm -hmm. loving yourself so that you're, you're not giving these traits down to your kids and blah 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 blah, you know but that's definitely a tough one because it's so hard when you're like look at my body was like this my boobs was up here and now my boobs is down here my tummy tummy is in my lap (laughs) (laughs) you're like what's up especially like this last time my lower abdomen separated and didn't that did not happen the first two mm-hmm. and you're like whoa what is this lower abdomen thing like why you know what I mean like right what is it's happening like, what's, <laughs> what's happening like what is happening and it's kind of like you know when you hit puberty and you're like what is happening right <laughs> right it's like uh, you created life and they stretched you in ways that you were not anticipating and then they snapping back and then you're like you get this whole new palette after you have kids because when you were pregnant you were craving certain things and sometimes them cravings don't go away after the baby oh, and you part. have to rediscipline yourself to that you can't eat whatever you want to eat Yep. Oh and, my goodness. Yes. yes. And then it's like you be stressed out sometimes. You start stress eating and then quarantine. And then it's like, okay, listen, give yourself some grace. It's been a lot going on. But also don't use that as a crutch. So it's like if you like Nicole said, if you want to lose weight, then you know, do what you can do what you need to do just don't obsess over it still love yourself through the process still love your body through the process and you know be grateful um for your body through the process because you know you don't want to beat up yourself along the way your kids are watching everything and this is not healthy yeah it's not healthy so amen yeah we hope you guys enjoyed these tips um we always say you guys let us know if you guys have any more tips, which y'all never let us know. But if you do, 
<laughs> we still gonna show up okay right every day um but yeah we hope you guys enjoy these tips and that you guys will actually like take them and implement them especially I highly rec- recommend the meditation and relaxation and think thinking positive like those yeah. are things you can do every day and even if it's not something that you thought about implementing before you can just start putting it into practice um putting up sticky notes to help you think positive and combat those negative thoughts that you may have or remind yourself to think positive um, can really help. And it just makes you a better person and it makes people, it, it you become more enjoyable to be around because sometimes people that are negative don't even realize how negative they really are. Yeah. Until they start hearing, you know, the positive side of things. So if you don't hear nothing else today, then I highly, highly recommend that. And the kids just really enjoy uh, when mommy is happy. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, make sure you guys are following us on Instagram at somebody's mama pod on Apple podcast and Spotify at somebody's mama podcast. Please leave us a five-star rating and review if you can do so. We really appreciate it very, very much. And this was our 40th episode. I just have Whoa. this is our Whoa, I didn't know I didn't realize that. Wrap it up for us. If you can do us a favor and share our episode. Um, it's our 40th episode, so let's make it do great numbers. Um, and share with a friend. All right, I'll let y'all next week. Bye. Bye.